when I finally finished seminary, we have these evaluations every single year. And so when you finally have your last one, you, you've already been ordained a deacon. And so it's shortly before you're going to get ordained a priest at this point. So it's sort of a formality at that point because, like, you've actually done everything. And if, uh, if something were to come up, you would know by then. But you have this last, and finally that last evaluation is a little bit more pleasant because of that fact because you know everything's locked in and you're, you're actually going to get ordained. And my um, the director of the, the North American College of, in Rome right now, his name is Father Peter Harmon. And so one of the things he happened to ask, he said, he always asks any of the men who are also named Peter, because his name was Peter and that he also got to study there as well. He always asked, was there something about, you know, studying in Rome and being named Peter that was special for you um, to, to have been given that name? And, uh, and to have St. Peter as your patron. And I remember one of the things that I had told him was just that, you know, to, to go on the, there's the Scavi tour is what they call it. Some of you have probably been on it if, you, if you've had a pilgrimage to Rome before, which is the tour of the catacombs under St. Peter's, where you actually go and see the bones of St. Peter, which are under, underneath the high altar in St. Peter. And to have been that close to the relics of St. Peter multiple times, you know, many times, it, it was a great, you know, I, it was a great gift for me to be able to study there. It was a great gift to me from you. After all, it's, it's the faithful, and it's what you give to the church. It's what you give to things like the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal and Seminarian Appeal and all those things that allowed me to even study at the heart of the church to be that close to it and to grow a greater love for it. And so today on this great feast of the chair of St. Peter, one of the things, that's where I was ordained a deacon. And, and to lay down, you know, prostrate on that floor right under that, that chair of the altar of St. Peter. So those of you who have seen it, and nowadays, of course, you can look on the internet and get amazing pictures. But of course, there's, there's the one altar that's kind of in the center. Remember, it's like, it's like a cruciform, you know, it's a, it, it's a cross-shaped church as traditional. And so in the center is the Baldacchino altar, that big giant brass altar with the spiral kind of pillars. That one only the Pope celebrates uh, mass right there. And then there's the altar of the chair of St. Peter that is back further there. And actually inside of that big bronze altar, also done by, by Bernini, is a wooden chair inside of this bronze reliquary which is held to be the chair that St. Peter actually sat on. The actual catheter, the actual chair that Peter sat on is inside of that reliquary. And it's an amazing, amazing sculpture that you, that you can look up online. So the big giant bronze chair, within it is that wooden chair inside. And then there are four figures that are barely, it looks like the chair is almost hovering. It's like they barely have their hands on the edge of it as it kind of sits aloft. And those figures are two figures from the West and two from the Eastern Church. St. Ambrose and St. Augustine from the Western Church, and St. Athanasius and St. John Chrysostom from um, the Eastern Church. And they're holding that chair aloft. It's an amazing thing that we have the relic, the actual chair that Peter sat in. And so that's what we say. We say the cathedra is the actual chair itself. That's the name. That's why our cathedrals are called cathedrals, because that's the chair of the bishop. That actually is the symbolic representation 
of his office that he actually has this authority that we hear that is passed on to Peter and then is passed on through all the bishops. It's one of the most important parts in our creed when we get to read our creed every Sunday, or, or I should say profess our creed every Sunday, because we're a church that has apostolic origins. And that's not a small thing. It's a gigantic thing. You know, to have apostolic origins means that St. Peter ordained another bishop. Bishops are ordained by other bishops. So the only way that you actually come down in this line from Jesus to this moment that we hear in the gospel, him handing these, this authority on to Peter, is that Peter ordained another bishop. And then that bishop ordained another one. And so Archbishop Sample would be able to trace back somewhere in the lineage all the way back to the point of one of the apostles having ordained a bishop that ordained a bishop that eventually ordains him. It's an unbroken line that's passed down throughout the church. And it's an amazing gift. There, there's one last thing I'll say is I kind of ended up developing a little bit of a devotion. I had about a 35-minute walk from the, the college to my university where I studied while I was there. So it was about a 35-minute walk one way, and I would pray the rosary, but it was plenty of time to finish the rosary throughout that time. So I would usually get to, again, for those of you who have been, been to Rome, if you know the, uh, the big giant monument, that big white monument in uh, Piazza Venezia, it's called the Vittorio Emanuele, they call it the wedding cake sometimes. It sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a big giant white building. I would get to right about that point, and I still had about maybe 10 minutes to walk, and I would all, and I'd often just start alternating on the beads. I would pray the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 10 beads in a row. And then when I would get to the next decade of my rosary, I just started saying those same words that St. Peter said to the Lord after he had betrayed him. The final thing he says to him when he asks him if he loved him three times. And at the very end, he said, you know everything, Lord. You know that I love you. And so for 10 beads, I'd say, you know everything, Lord. You know that I love you. So that is who we celebrate. We celebrate that this tradition, this authority of God himself is passed on to a man and passed on to other men so that it could be carried on to this church today. But we're always reminded that he chose somebody that basically had terrible faults. One of the greatest sinners, somebody who denies Christ. When's the last time that you actually denied Christ? Probably not any time that you could remember. But Peter, one of the apostolic foundations of the church, actually denies his Lord and Savior. But then he finally comes back to him, is forgiven of his sins, and he says to them, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. That in and of itself is a prayer that each one of us can say. Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. God bless you all today.